0: Hola, hello, hi, bienvenido, and welcome back. It's season two, episode one of the Mentors Today podcast. I'm Rob Ryan. She's Ileana Jaime-Felix, and we are so stoked to be back with you. Um, Welcome back to everybody. First of all, before we get going on today's episode and kind of talk about how excited we are for season two, we just want to say thank you to everybody, right, Ile? Like, thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody.
1: Muchas gracias a todos a los que nos han escuchado durante la temporada 1. Estoy super contenta de estar acá, Rob. Eh, feliz año y pues a iniciar con todo la segunda temporada de Mentors Today.
0: Sí, we're so grateful to everybody that listened and shared, all our guests that participated, all the entrepreneurs all over Latin America that threw questions to us that we got to answer and help you with in season 1. It was the grand experiment, we had a blast, and now we're back. And we've got some new focus and kind of a little bit of a refinement that we're excited to share with you. And we hope you all will enjoy as we go on. So season two, the big commitment, a couple of big news items for you as our listeners, right, is we're making a big commitment. We want to get to you more regularly Um, and we want to do it because we want to engage with you more consistently. We want to be in your head and in your ears on a more regular basis. So we're going to aim to produce 22 episodes this year, um, at least which is putting us in your pods about uh, every two weeks, um, which is going to be really cool. We've got some ideas for some special episodes that we're going to do throughout the course of the year, and we're excited about that. But not just that is the big news, right? So we're not only going to hit the big topics and the topical guests that we did last year, but we really want to use this season to start to bridge the gap between our Latinx entrepreneurial community um, and all the great American Latinos that exist here in California, in Texas, in, in everywhere in the Estados Unidos, and connect that to kind of as we joked about it yesterday, like the Latin American brothers and sisters that exist in the entrepreneurial world in Latin. Um, so we're gonna you're gonna start to maybe hear a little bit more context that isn't just about the markets or countries that we're most comfortable with in Latin America, but you're gonna start to hear me or us talk a little bit more about kind of the experiences and the perspective uh, from the Latino community here in Estados Unidos as well. So we're going to dive right into today's show. And today's show is kind of like the welcome back recap <laughs> and, and a little bit of predictions, right? Um, mm-hmm. So we've got a bunch of topics, about, about seven or eight topics that Ilya and I are going to fire through in the next 30, 35 minutes. Um, and uh, and we, we just, we can't wait to hear back from you because we know we're hitting on things that are on everybody's mind, not just ours. Um and so we're super stoked. So I'm just gonna throw the first one out there, Ila. Like
1: <gasps> okay.
0: <laughs> it's it's Let's right. We're two weeks <laughs> into January of 2021. I'm still kind of feeling like this is basically just like month 13 of 2020. <laughs> so like but, right. But we we, we, <laughs> we survived. So I mean, like, tell me tell me what you feel about just surviving 2020.
1: Oof, I I cannot, I mean. It, it's weird because, as you said, it doesn't feel like it not an end or a beginning. And there's a lot that have changed uh, the way that we're going to relate or work or live our lives in our countries. But still, I think and I feel like we're still in a limbo.
0: Yeah, me too. Uh,
1: uh, where we are every day figuring out um, new stuff. It's like a daily introspection of the situations and the tools that are out there and, and like trying to figure out. What is the new normal that everybody speak or talk about last year? Is it now the new normal? Are we trying to, to reach to the new normal or isn't the new normal never, never going to, to arrive? I don't know. That's how
0: I feel. No, I, I, couldn't agree agree more. I feel like it's December forty sixth. Like, <laughs> like, I, like I feel it's like December forty sixth of twenty twenty. Like I feel like we're just. I think limbo is the perfect word. Is there a word for that in, in español? Like it's like,
1: just the same. El limbo. Oh, it,
0: oh, it is okay. Literally it's, it's stuck <laughs> sí. in between. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean that's um, that is how I felt. I like I I've admitted a lot recently in my social media posts uh, to my own struggles. Um, which, you know, 2020, like for all of us, it was an up and down year. Um, but I think more in this last two months, I've admitted to how much that unknown, uh, kind of like has distracted me and worn me out. And some days I wake up, like you say, and I feel like, am I supposed to be trying to figure out the future right now? Or am I actually just supposed to be just figuring out how to get through today? Because I don't know what's going on in the future.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think um, one of the biggest lessons or learnings that we had from last year is that we have to be grateful every day and be be grateful for our family and friends and and make the most of every day.
0: You know, and one of the reasons, kind of our next big topic... One of the mm-hmm. reasons, and it's been, by the way, it's been like staring at me on the scripting notes for like the last hour. I just keep looking at this topic and then like, "Oh God, <laughs> uh, Ooh, right, it's right. A, yeah, it's a but, hard one." But, but this is, by the way, one of the reasons that in my life, in particular, I have felt so dramatically stuck in limbo, um, mm-hmm. and that's American politics. And so,
1: <laughs> I mean, oh my God.
0: literally, I—it's I, not exaggerative to say we had an armed insurrection against our government, incited by our current president and his cultist-like followers. And it literally resulted in the loss of life. Like five people have died Mm -hmm. on the steps or in the buildings of our American capital of democracy because our own citizens attacked our government. Everything I just said, I literally never would have thought I would have ever said those sentences in my, in my lifetime. Like I'm, I'm a nerd. I'm a history nerd. I'm a, you know, this, I'm a politics nerd. Like I pay attention to this stuff. I always have since I was a kid, like I would have assumed I was going to like 90 years old and never say what I just said to you. And I wake up every day, as do all of our country mates here, like every day wondering, Oh God, what's going to be in Twitter when I open up Twitter, or what's going to be on the news or what? Is gonna tear, have happened today. So at least, you, so,
1: at least you yeah. won't have Trump on Twitter. Thank God,
0: right? I mean, I <laughs> you know it's funny, and, and you, I, I you'll get this. And then I please tell me like what your reaction to this has been. But like I, I was talking to a friend in Mexico uh-huh. uh, like a week ago, like after the insurrection on the Capitol, and I just said uh, he, he's a very prominent Mexican venture capitalist, and I just said, hey, you know, forgive us. I said we're very naive when it comes to this whole idea of like uh, insurrection and like attempted coups and government overthrows by dictators like it's kind of new we're naive we don't know how to do this so please, please, <laughs> yeah, please forgive like us
1: yeah for me and and i think most of people in latin america or every other country that is not the united states we will never thought that i mean this is like a movie the funny thing is that we always think about the united states democracy as very uh stable and also sometimes and well many times uh we always feel that the um, united states uh, it's always uh going to other countries to uh, stop this kind of threats uh on to the democracy of their other countries but right. now you just had like a how do you say in in english when una cucharada de tu propio chocolate like a I don't know the, the, the word in no, English. No, no,
0: in Espanol. It's okay. Yeah. Like, that's it. We've, we, this is a dose of, like, kind of our own medicine. Yeah, like that. <laughs> you know, I mean, and man, like, we're going to talk about pandemic in a second here. But, you know, I mean, I, like, hey, I, I've spent enough time outside the U.S. In, in my life, but especially in the last five years with you all in Latin America to, to like, deeply appreciate the the full perspective of america and americans right the good and the bad and the and the, and the middle right like mm-hmm. yeah of course there's the you know we're, we're we're a little bit too arrogant and too self-confident and too cocky and too self uh, assured for a lot of cultures they look at us and they're like ah it'd, it'd be good for the americans to get knocked down a, a you know a step or two um for their ego but but then i also know that there is a great respect And there's Mm -hmm. and there's almost even where there might be like a little personal, like "Ah, like crazy American cocky, you know, but Mm -hmm. then quietly there still is, to your point, like there still is this even in the public, even in the like when I meet somebody at a cafe or somebody like just the normal, regular people, not not just the elite people that we work with in our in our entrepreneurial world. Right. But like normal people will generally be like, yeah, we respect America. Like we respect you because you stand up for people imperfectly. But like mm-hmm. you stand up for what's right and you and you're and, and you're what we want to be like and we want our government to be more like your government even as imperfect as your government is it's more perfect than ours is right and so we aspire to be like that so now and I mean this has been in my mind for four years under Trump but like when you see trumpism become this mm-hmm. like what does that make you feel about like a mex about as a Mexican like what do you look at America differently now are you like Oh, maybe, maybe we shouldn't aspire to that. Maybe we should just, (laughs) I mean, what, what is, what is the reaction or of your friends or of your family? You were home for the holidays. Like, what are your parents who are my age? Like, what do they think?
1: Obviously they were like very surprised. And the first thing that, that came to my relatives, to their mind was like, we will copy that in a few months. You will see, you will see that people will start to do this kind of stuff. Because we saw that they already have done that. And, and uh, wh- that was one of the first comments. And the other was, was like, now that they are like like in this, who is going to save them? Because they always try I to see. save. <laughs> so they no have one. to save. Yeah, they have to save themselves. And right. now it's like the, the time to like really put out their what, you in your government have preached to everybody like to put it in practice all those See. values and it's like the time for the people to demonstrate that actually that democracy could work and yeah. your your values uh, or your structures can be safe by their own citizens See. and and there's i mean at the end there's always hope and even though the now the challenge is that the, the um, country is divided. A lo que me refiero es que es como un momento eh, clave para la democracia de Estados Unidos para demostrar eh, para poner en práctica todo lo que lo que siempre han eh, mostrado al mundo y eh, y entonces eh, poder encontrar un punto medio en donde Al final de cuentas, aunque haya un país dividido, el poder de las personas y las opiniones se toman en cuenta y se toma con respeto, aunque no estés de acuerdo con tu oponente. And this is something that you have to face in the next years because uh, the Trumpism will, wouldn't, will, won't end like right. because Trump lives.
0: He maybe he will be back in four years after... after after his ten after his first term is over, regardless of how it ends, right? Yep. Uh huh.
1: So the the challenge now is to find like a middle point.
0: Yeah. No. I man, thank you for sharing that. And the takeaway that jumped right out of the middle of your of your commentary is this idea that like we have to now display our own values Mm -hmm. and put and put them to use to actually prove to what we've been selling to the rest of the world since the end of world war II, which is that, Hey, you people, you can take, you have the power over your governments. Like you can stand up and define yourselves. And now we have to do that ourselves. And yeah, it's the greatest. I mean, you hear me a lot in my, in our life, in my life, say like things in my lifetime, right in my 52 years, but this, this supersedes that like, this is the greatest test. That our country has faced since the civil war um and and it's uncertain like i'm a pragmatic optimist as i always tell our audience right like i i have to be very aware of the conditions on the ground as i think every entrepreneur should always be aware of the conditions around them but you lean forward into what's possible as you say into the into the possibilities of the future it, with some hope and so i still am a pragmatic optimist but the pragmatic side of me is dominant right now like this is this is not something that's just going to disappear it doesn't change next wednesday when biden is inaugurated and takes office um it's not going to change overnight the the people that are as you said trumpism Mm -hmm. as as a as a thing as a movement beyond the person Mm -hmm. um is is a definition of a part of america that's broken and disconnected from the rest of the country Um, So it's a yeah, it's really interesting. And And again, and and it's important to bring it up today right with us because it's it's not because I'm the American, but because it's obviously it's it's integrated into everything that goes on in the world. Yeah. Right. If we if we fail and our country collapses and doesn't succeed the way that it can, that ripples like whether we like it or not, like that ripples into especially our neighbors in Latin America. Right. It affects the whole neighborhood. If our house burns down, the whole neighborhood is is at risk of being on fire, like your like your parents and some of your family reactions was so. And amidst all this, LA, mm-hmm. we are at like halftime or intermission or whatever analogy you want to use of a global pandemic, which is <laughs> apparently going to last for at least two years.
1: Yeah, I mean, if no another one came came from out of nothing and now we have two pandemics at the same time
0: <laughs> <laughs> which i mean who knows it's probably
1: yeah i mean it's crazy uh I, today was i was talking with my <laughs> this and this is just a joke uh with my roommate and i was asking her like what do you prefer to have another pandemic with uh that has to do with flu or you would like to have a pandemic uh that has to do with the stomach ache (laughs) or what would you pick (laughs) like we are like that like we are like resignated that this is how it's going to be we will have to be careful when we go out and we will have to change a lot of in the way we relate with each other and obviously that would affect in every um, perspective or in every way in our daily as, as humans
0: um, yeah. in the world. Yeah, I mean, right. We brought we talked about it a lot on some of the episodes, you know, this and we're going to touch on some more of them later. But, you know, we talked about how it affects us. And I think a lot of our conversation last year, I know as friends, a lot of our conversation, and then some of it got into the show was this idea of like the unknown right and like so much of last year was just literally it was all surprise it was all so new it was nothing we had experienced individually and it was nothing we had experienced together right and and now at least like i believe we're kind of at halftime like and and this is based on the expertise and the medical advice and the vaccination programs and all the things people are talking about right is okay this is the year when we now start to do all that stuff but that stuff's really hard too right like i mean this it's the like it's a miracle that we created a vaccine like that science literally found a vaccine. That's the miracle. But like what we're going through now, like I was just watching this morning, right? The, the current presidential presidential administration here in the U S had predicted that by the end of December, we would have vaccinated 10 million people like 20 million doses, right? For 10 million people. And actually by December 31st, we had vaccinated one and a half million people. Right. Like and then President-elect Biden is talking this morning and he's like, hey, so here's one way you're going to notice that I'm going to be different. I'm going to just come to these press conferences and tell you the truth. And so I'm going to tell you that these that this is a dark winter, right, that right now in Estados Unidos, four thousand people a day are dying. Right. Like and that's going to and then we're going to see that repeat itself. I was talking this morning with health care people in Mexico City. Right. And they're like, literally, we're putting patients on chairs and just telling them to sit like out in the parking lot because we don't have beds for them in Mexico City. Right. So. So, I, you know, I we're in the middle of this is my humble opinion. Right. It's going to continue. I think I like your point. Right. It's it's kind of like the conversation has shifted to, OK. Like, OK, like this is it. Like, OK, roommate, like, OK, we got to wear masks. OK, eventually someday we're going to get an email or a notice or something on the news that's going to tell us our letter in the alphabet and our age is next up for the vaccine and that's cool. Like I saw it here. I was, I shared it with yes. you last Like I was very excited. Right. Because they changed kind of the structure of the rollout here. And so they were like, Oh, now it's down to like age 50 to 64. will be like four more categories from where we are today. But just to see it was exciting for me. I was like, Oh, mm. like between March and May, instead of in my head going, I have no idea. Like, I don't know, maybe September, maybe never, mm-hmm. maybe 2022. So so I think we're going to see we're, But we're still living in the middle of it. We still have to we're still working at home. We're still doing remote, remote podcasts. everything. <laughs> see, Yeah. yeah see. It, so,
1: yeah, for me, it's the same. I will have the vaccine until almost 2022 um, see? because I'm like one of the, the last groups that will receive it. So
0: because you're young and healthy. It's supposed to, I hope I am. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about this. Let's, let's talk about two of our favorite topics we always hit on, right? So the mm-hmm. economy, the economy in general and the entrepreneurial economy, mm-hmm. right? So, so the economy in general, I think you already touched on it. I mean, obviously, the, the fact that we are still only at halftime of the pandemic and that we are still dependent upon, like the broad economy is dependent upon mass-wide vaccinations right and 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 it's dependent upon improvements in the politics in 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 both our countries in this case in Mexico or or in in the US and also by the way in the region right politics in in Brazil related to the pandemic are terrible politics in Argentina related to the pandemic are terrible politics in Chile are always a struggle (laughs) and then you add in the pandemic and it's a whole other struggle right Um, but like, what do you think? We've ta- we have talked a lot about last year about like certain industries, right? Oh, what's gonna happen with the travel industry? What's gonna happen with, you know, FinTech? Is this gonna be good for e-commerce? Like, what do you think about the general economy in 2021?
1: Of course, we are not going back to the offices, not even like a hybrid. We can we will be able to work from everywhere. We, w- we will pass for, we pass um, like from work from home. Like right now it's work from everywhere. As you connect like, in the second, I think, uh, show.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think everything is going to be more local. Yes, with the use of technology, but even though there's a trend of everything, like, digital, like e-commerce and everything, there's also another trend that is seeking for more natural and healthy and local economy that will play, like, a very uh, big part of... Of the economy in the so, next
0: years. So let me ask you that. That like that's a really interesting prediction, right? So, if I'm hearing you correct, we're thinking we might start to see recovery, like spikes of recovery, in local economies of like cities and states or regions more more obviously or more quickly than we'll see like the national economies of countries start to rebound. Yeah. It- so we might. So we might see like Guadalajara's and Jalisco's economy could like start to really come back to life maybe before the overall quote-unquote economy of mexico is better
1: yeah and and i'm speaking more about like um even though technology allowed us to be connected with around the world as humans in our daily life like going out to the supermarket or the daily activities going to eat like a lunch or whatever that is reduced to like a very small perimeter with a low oh, a little okay. small uh group. Okay. So that I think that will like form like a, a um very niche economy where you will you will have to play with the ones that are ne- next to you and that you know that you are with your safe space.
0: How fascinating it- is that like think about the com- the contrasting realities there. Like what we're saying is that will it Almost like technology is advancing us. Yeah. At, at the same time, it's like humanity is going to become more like a village again.
1: Yeah, because
0: that's as, that's as, fascinating.
1: As humans, we will we will need to have in person interactions, so, a- and of course, we will be still connected, knowing the the news about other countries and and everything. But we will have to uh, innovate in the way we, rel- we relate on our daily basis. And, th- and there's right. a huge opportunity to do something local that allows you to satisfy uh, that part that maybe will be very compromised with technology as mental health, for example. Yeah. A person that is all day in the computer watching to the, the camera, even having th- uh, psychology therapy through camera it's, it's exhausting.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: so I think naturally we will have to to reach out to our local community and to organize in a little little uh, like
0: circles and. That's gonna mean that's gonna mean great things for like super localized travel, and it's gonna mean terrible things for like big international travel and like long trips, right? Yeah. Because like yeah. it's yeah. The, it's, the, it's easier to take the like hey with our little pod of people we're going to like, we're going to go to this little city a couple hours away for the weekend versus like, Hey, we're going to go to Paris or we're going to go back to, we're going to go to Mexico or I'm going to fly to Mexico city once a month. Cause my friends are in Mexico city. Now you're like, no, I think like my, my six friends here in Guadalajara, like, or in La Paz or in Los Angeles, like we're just going to go to the mountains for the weekend and we're going to come back.
1: Yeah. Why, why will us, will we put us on risk? traveling yeah, right but still want to do stuff right. and keep our relationship with our relatives so
0: that's I awesome think- boy i mean yeah that's really cool i I mean because it's both like wow that's like oof, that's a tough reality for a lot of industries but then there's the other side of it that you're highlighting which is like oh this is an amazing opportunity for a lot of different industries which is really cool that's awesome so we live in a weird bubble, you and I, right? With the entrepreneurial economy, as I call it, or as we love to call it in Latin, the ecosistema, right? Mm-hmm. Which is an industry of its own. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, like, I know that in 2020, and I can speak to this just from like our perspective of our business and growth hacks, like it was tremendously damaging, right? Like the, the way that the pandemic and the economic effect of the pandemic it really almost kind of froze the industry, right? And so we saw like a massive contraction Right, we saw we saw fewer entrepreneurship programs. We saw a shrinkage of, for example, like just in in one case in Mexico, for example, right the, there had been a lot of government funding. An institute called INADEM that had funded as a partner a lot of the venture capitalists and created like forty or fifty venture capital firms. And now, a few years later, um, now that number is like less than twenty, right? And so, so there's been all these changes, right? There's less boot camps. I mean, there were a lot of boot camps and workshops, but they were all about like how to work remotely or how to work in a pandemic. They weren't actually about like anything meaningful long term, right? Um, but like you and I both live in this, right? We 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 live to serve entrepreneurs. We are we work in the industry. Like, what what do you think is going to happen to the entrepreneurial economy as a result of this reality that we're in now? This year, not forever. Like, what's the entrepreneurial economy going to look like? in 2021
1: in terms of of money it will be more even more in like an, in a niche yeah and all the in the money will concentrate just in a few uh, instead of trying to diversificate and i think we will the, the companies will like bet in these new sp- new business models that has to do only with digital.
0: Yeah. On um, until- yes, TV. Uh-huh. I think I'll give give a little context for our audience, so some that might not be aware, as you are as as you and I are aware. But so for some context for for our listeners in Estados Unidos, right? The entrepreneurial experience, the industry that we refer to it in in LATAM, Uh, almost every country in Latin America is basically like between like eight and like 12 years old. And it was really funded by, it was, it was sparked by the institutions, by the big governments. um, And then through them, the universities and the corporates as partners, et cetera. So it's this very institutional thing, right? So, so it it was like an industry that was born. Whereas in the U S the entrepreneurial experience is much more organic, right? It's much more like you and I decide, we want to start a business. We quit our jobs. We, Borrow money from our friends and we start a business, right? And then maybe later we get into an accelerator program or something, or we we you know find a VC. But those it's it's such a bigger market and this smaller piece, right? Whereas in our markets in Latam, this is like this industry. And so I think I agree with you. Like I think I mean, the ind- the industry is gonna continue to become niche. And it's spent eight or 10 years becoming kind of mainstream. And it was kind of normal, like everybody was kind of aware of it. And now I think it's going to go back to being like a niche thing.
1: Yeah. And in thinking like a little that you starting to say at the beginning about the activities that were focus only and how to work in the pandemic or whatever. I think this will this year and the next maybe the next years will be the year for social entrepreneurship. Like, okay. It is like, a, for
0: re- like for real, not just like, a, oh, let's do a social entrepreneurship program, but we really don't care if you guys actually create anything. We just want the PR. You're saying so real social entrepreneurs yeah, will start to emerge.
1: Because right now we need to invest in doing good, like to solve like the big problems that actually everybody is living.
0: Right. In- income inequality, food scarcity. Yeah, Um, food, food inequality, unemployment, wage problems, um, just lack of social services, lack of governmental support, ineffective government. Yeah, by the by the way, I basically just listed everything wrong with the US.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I think it's a, it will be a great, a great opportunity to invest Uh, in, in the, like, actually, it actually the problems that everybody's facing and now we really need solutions for everybody to be back on on what we call the normal. Yeah. And, and to. O sea, creo que es, el, es, el, es, el, es un tiempo para apostar en, en, en el emprendimiento social para asegurar el futuro de las siguientes generaciones eh, con compañías que puedan pasar más allá de de cualquier pandemia y cambio tecnológico. Eh, al, al desarrollar soluciones que tienen que ver con seguridad, con política, con cambio climático, eh, etcétera, ¿no?
0: Super. Porque no, es, es algo que
1: vamos a estar viviendo el día a día de quien nadie.
0: This is the good news, right? Maybe, because you and I have been hearing for four or five years this, all these big talks and fancy books about conscious capitalism and conscious social capital, and maybe now we'll move it from the headlines to actually like the front lines. Maybe now will really get behind supporting both programmatically as well as investment, as well as entrepreneurs creating new ideas. Like maybe we'll really start to, boy, and wouldn't that be awesome because to take it back to one of your earlier points, and this is kind of a cool way for us to finish out thinking about 2021, like you basically said the opportunity within the failure of the United States is that we can take power as citizens and exercise the values which we know are right to retake and reclaim the right way, democracy. And what you and I are now saying in in the economic sense, entrepreneurially, is maybe we can take all these tools and all these methodologies and all these theses that have existed for the last 10 years, and we can really help entrepreneurs to implement those so that they can solve the problems, which clearly we have not been solving as governments and institutions. And maybe entrepreneurialism starts to really come into its own, finally, as something something more than, and this is just my opinion, like as something more than just unicorns and VC Twitter, right? Mm -hmm. But actual, like real impactful change in our local communities, even like, right, starting local. Mm-hmm. Boy, that boy, that would be a you just painted a beautiful, hopeful picture. Like you, we've oh. gone through the we've gone we've gone through the full range of emotions <laughs> from the start of this episode to the end. This is all like I'm now kind of hopeful. This is exciting. Yay! happy <laughs> right, for so, that. <laughs> so we so we so we have to survive 2021, right? That's it. That's your that's your your best best friend advice to me today is Rob. Stay patient. Stay persistent. Stay masked up and healthy and distance and stay alive and don't get COVID. And just keep building. Like we're gonna get through this, is what you're saying?
1: Yeah, as we have gone through a lot in the past in through history, this is one of the of the times that is actually still exciting to be in, even though we have a lot of challenges uh, to overcome. This this uh, time that we are living,
0: See? Um,
1: it's something that should be our aspiration for the next um, year or even the next day.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, see, I, yeah, I'm with you. I think that's my big takeaway. Like if you're a builder or a creator or a, a maker or a dreamer, man, this is as, as crazy as it sounds to say, this is an awesome time to be alive because there are so many things that are going to need to be built, that need to be created systems that need to be better and opportunities that will come from the failures so that's awesome man i give you a big i mean i know the memes on tiktok are like do you wave at the end of a zoom or do you like how do you so i'm telling i'm telling our audience that when we do these recordings we're actually seeing each other on zoom so i'm sending a big huge virtual hug on zoom right now i don't don't at me on twitter and tell me you shouldn't wave at the end of a zoom because i do (laughs) <laughs> um, this is awesome, like, bienvenido, welcome back, buddy. Like, thank you so much.
1: Muchas gracias a ti, Rob. Encantado de, de estar acá platicando y feliz por lo que viene para el próximo año. Para este oh. año, más bien.
0: <laughs> yeah, sí. Okay, awesome. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Again, welcome back. Season two. We're so excited. It's going to be a big year. We're going to get through this together. We're going to be here with you every couple of weeks on this journey. So if you wind up struggling or if you wind up with questions or ideas or solutions to some of these big problems, man, just hit us up, send us your comments, send us your thoughts and let us talk with you and share your knowledge with the rest of the audience that's listening. Cause we're all a bunch of people like-minded. We're all trying to make the world a better place. So thanks for being with us on this journey. Love you guys. Peace.
1: Muchísimas gracias por escucharnos eh, donde quiera que se encuentren. Les pedimos que por favor nos sigan. Si les gustó este, este podcast, que nos sigan en las diferentes redes sociales, que nos escuchen en las diferentes plataformas y también que nos sigan en nuestros perfiles de redes sociales. Nos pueden seguir en Instagram como Mentors Today. No olviden que dentro del perfil pueden dar clic al link que está en la biografía para enviarnos su pregunta y cada semana poder participar.